All right, gentlemen and gentlewomen out there. We're uh, coming at you live from ground zero at the coronavirus and COVID-19 experiment. This is Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie. How you doing over there, Mel? Trying to get a little bit of cabin fever, but hey, what can I do? I'm yeah. only leaving the house to go to work, so. Can't beat that. Well, everybody's on the lockdown situation. We're not on lockdown yet. There's more serious lockdown coming. Oh, I'm sure. Um, people are getting crazier by the minute around here. That's for damn sure. What were some of the craziest things you've seen thus far? Uh, so far, right now, they, there was just an article from ABC6 released that the governor of New York is getting ready to file a lawsuit against us, the state of Rhode Island. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because keep stopping all New Yorkers at the border and not letting them in because of it, because of the amount of people they have sick there. So the governor wants to sue us now. Hmm. That's that's the newest thing. And then um, East Greenwich police pulled somebody over for drunk driving that shouldn't have been out who has COVID, and she coughed in their faces when they tried to take her out of the car. So now they're quarantined. That's like an assaulted murder charge, huh? If they die from it, yeah. Like an attempted murder situation. Attempted murder, yeah. On a police officer, she's like even more screwed. They're going to bury her under the prison for that. <laughs> Way under. You got to be careful. That's who, the mayor of New York? Is that, that, is that who you said? The governor. The governor? The governor. Hmm. I didn't know that not letting you guys, in, letting them into Rhode Island was breaking the law. I guess he feels it is. I thought, uh, yeah, well, he has a, he has a complex. Yeah, well, the entire state's shut down. Why the hell would we want them here? I Yeah, I thought you were going to say he's going to sue the Donald over it. There, yeah. there was some beef between the Donald and New York recently. I think that was, there's been beef between the Donald and a lot of people lately. That's how he likes it. Yeah. I, I, I saw actually, uh, God, I can't remember. I think it was either Friday, Thursday or Friday morning I was watching the news and they were talking about him and his press conferences and everything lately. And they actually showed one with him. And he was like, wow, this is the nicest the press has actually ever been to me since I've, you know, done a conference. That's kind of scary. Because the press wasn't there because they were doing social distancing. Well, he sounds like a fucking idiot when he talks. Like, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, my four-year-old nephew talks better. Well, you shouldn't have voted for him then. I didn't vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Um, yeah, that's craziness. But yeah, the road. Uh, I, yeah, I heard that the, a lot of the New Yorkers were trying to get down to the Cape to their like summer homes, and they were the the Cape people were getting very upset with them. Yep, it's the same thing here with uh, people who have homes out on like Block Island and um, Martha's Vineyard and whatnot. They're trying to do that here too, and this, everybody's like, no, no, not at all. If Block Island had it, they only have like a small hospital on the island, mm-hmm. and it's not equipped to handle an outbreak of the virus on the island. And it takes like two days to get from the island to the mainland. Maybe they should go to Circle Island. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll just leave them all there and blow it up. Or Triangle Island, right? Well, we'll just stick all, everybody who's sick with the virus, we'll stick them all on an island together, below the island of a cola today. So how you coping with this self-quarantined, uh, stay-in-your-home situation? Uh, you know, the usual stuff that everybody's doing. Netflix and, you know, movies and coloring and smoking weed and staying sober, surprisingly. Smoking weed while staying sober, huh? That's an interesting yeah. touch. I've, I've, for me. That is... Well, some would say that smoking weed is not being sober. Wow, well, for me it is. Fuck them people. Yep, fuck them. Fuck them. It's a gateway drug. It's a gateway to the refrigerator. There you go. There you have it. <laughs> Watching anything good? Uh, not at the moment. I was, you know, watching some Cat Williams stuff from like 2006, waiting for you to for that to start this, and then I was like, eh. Let's do this. This is more fun right now. Was that getting, was that towards the end? Huh? I'm getting sick of movies and stuff now. Yeah. That. Was that I'm towards prepared. the You weren't prepared? You got a bunch of no. movies over there. No, 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 no. I've prepared for this moment my whole life. I'm like the queen of self-isolation. And now that we have to do it and being told to do it, I don't want to. No, I hear you on that. You know? I'm like a five-year-old. Like, screw you. Well, much like a five-year-old, when you're told to do anything, you don't want to do it, you know? Exactly. That's how it goes. But, yeah. Did you see that new Tiger, uh, King Tiger, or Tiger King Netflix show? No, I'm going to have to watch that. Because everybody's talking about it and saying what a shit show this guy is. Yeah, we watched it. It was fun. It's more of like his whole team of people are, are, are you know, on this shit show. Like, he's a lunatic, don't get me wrong. Um... But there's a whole group of people that are psychotic within, you know? Oh, jeez. Because one isn't bad enough. Let's the whole army be a bunch of fucking idiots. Just one psychotic was so last year. Now we're in 2020. The year of COVID. Yeah. 28 days later. Do you think there's any um, coincidence that it's called COVID and Kobe died not too long ago? Who knows? Maybe. I think it's a government experiment going wrong. That makes sense. That's more believable than... What they're telling us. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past the uh, the powers that be to do some wickedness, do something more horrific than any horror film that we would talk about. Yeah, no shit. This is just actually giving me ideas for movies. Yeah. So I thought that uh, we talked and we figured out that maybe this episode... Of uh, the good old Corona scare of 2020, we could discuss some films, some horror films that kind of revolve around viruses and outbreaks. God knows there's enough of them. Yes. You know, some of these films I've seen and some, and, and you haven't, and vice versa, you've seen and I haven't. So we can go back and forth with that. Yep, some it's been a long time since I've seen them. Yes, if anybody's wondering what the audio issue is, it shouldn't be that much of an audio issue, but Melissa is in a bunker right now, 40 miles under the earth, to keep safe. Yeah, because God knows if there's a virus, I'm going to catch it, so I'm not trying to get sick. Already on the front lines enough. Yeah, no, I hear you. 
It's a it's a jungle out there. Yep, and I like nurses, CNAs, caregivers, poor people having to stock the shelves at the grocery stores. Oh my not. god, I feel bad. Man, they don't get we none of them are getting enough credit for this with the shit we're dealing with with people right now. I know Stop and Shop was patting themselves on the back for giving everybody the big ten percent up, but. Yeah, it ain't worth it when you when you when you weigh out the, the the options of what could go drastically wrong and what you know what you're doing. Well, uh, I just found out a friend of mine, his um, grandfather was taken to the hospital. They found out he had pneumonia, mm. and then it turned out it was actually COVID, Shit. and he had gotten it from going to the grocery store to pick up groceries to get through all this shit. So you're not safe no matter where you go. You don't have to go on vacation, be coming in from China or New York or wherever. Yeah. Just go to the grocery store. You don't know who has it and walking around without a mask. So Maybe even trying to spread the sickness. Like there's been a lot of clowns on uh, on YouTube and such doing, you know, licking, licking things that they shouldn't be and, you know. Oh, God, like that meme that was going around about all these idiots licking the ice cream last summer. So now they're saying that's started all of this yeah wasn't there like something going on sickness wise when they were doing that last summer i could be wrong i don't i'm not sure but i know like flu season started shortly after <laughs> so i know they they captured a couple of them they captured one of them and they arrested him and he was all sad and his mug shot and then the other one's dying i think in the hospital well that's what happens when you think it's cute to you know toy with your life hey it ain't no Parker Brothers life. So, let's hop into some of these films, shall we? Sure, why not? Alright, I have a small list here we'll run through. Um, Contagium? Or Contagium? Contagium, I think, something like that. This is a Matt Damon film, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. Yeah, all I can say, I don't think I've ever seen it. All I can speak on it is that I own the soundtrack... Um, the gentleman who scored it is the gentleman that scores the Nicholas Winding Refn films, whose name escapes me at this moment. Um, I want to say Cliff something or other. Um, but, and it's a very nice yellow vinyl record, which is nice. Um, and I got that for a very super low price. I think I paid like eight bucks for it. That's why I picked it up. Yeah. So, uh, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. So it's been a long time, but it's, you know, suiting to everything right now. Yeah. And I watched, I've been watching, like, Outbreak and, you know, the classics. I watched Outbreak recently, too. Very good. That's a very good one. It's uh, more effective. It's more of an effective film when, when you're living in it, I felt. Yeah. I was just, I had a little stomach bug for two days, which I thought I was dying. Um, I thought that was the beginning of the end for the big man over him. That but would have been a sad day. That would have been a sad day, I know. Thanks for saying that. I appreciate that. It would have. Everybody loves you. Oh, yeah? Okay. And if they don't love you, so they lost. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but, yeah, that was a good... That was a good film. I liked. I remember when Outbreak first came out back in the '90s. It was like a, uh, a big deal. If I remember correctly, there was like a Seinfeld episode that, um, or Friends. I think it was Friends 
they introduced like the, the same type of monkey that was in the outbreak film yes. to um to their show. Yep. Yeah. But Outbreak was a classic film, you know. Yeah. But like I said, yeah, definitely like I, I was sick and I was in the in the middle of the sickness and I was on lay, you know, laying around on the couch and I decided to throw on Outbreak and when you were sick, you feel you have you feel for those people a lot more. Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean? Seeing them all decaying. We were watching one last night. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the hell the name of it was now. It had Phil Collins, Richard Gere, the guy that played Gandalf in the Lord of the Ring movies. Like, a bunch of big names, but it was about, like, when AIDS first started becoming an epidemic. Hmm. Phil Collins, the singer? Yeah. Hmm. He owned, he, he owned a, a bathhouse. Yeah. With was you know what you know where all the gay guys used to call Greg Gate back in the late seventies and eighties to you know do their thing. Mm-hmm. Did Richard Gere have gerbils in his butt for this film? I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Who knows? He was, a, he was a choreographer for his job in it. So. Have you ever heard that rumor about Richard Gere? Yeah, that's why he married Cindy Crawford because it was like a big cover up to keep everybody from finding out that he was really gay because it was so taboo then. Well, he there was like there was a story that the doctor had to pull like dead gerbils out of his butt or something crazy yeah. like that. Because he was into some kinky shit. I'd say shit. That poor gerbil. That's like Alex Hawk has a problem like that. <laughs> uh, off the record, off the record. I recently watched Twenty Eight Days Later with the great Sam Hayes. He sat on uh, on the love seat in my living room and watched it. Um, great fi- Danny Boyle film. I remember when that movie came out. That was right around the time I was getting into filmmaking. So that was you know I was de- I was going to the to the film to the old cinema for uh, a little of that up close and personal learning experience. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I watched it on Blu-ray, and I forgot that it was... I think it was shot on mini-DV, so, like, when they upgraded it to the HD, it looked really bad, you know what I mean? Because usually the films you'll see are shot on film, and then HDized, you know, transferred into HD, and that's why they look so crisp and beautiful. But when you got the digital, it's kind of like VHS, when they used to shoot on VHS back in the day, like all that... All those movies that were shot on tape kind of look like garbage, too. Yeah, that whole gritty look to it. Yeah, they got a weird color issues and stuff. Yeah. You've seen 28 Days Later? Yeah, well, I've seen that and the other, the 28 Weeks Later. 28 Weeks was good. I want to say that, yeah, yeah. twenty that was film. 28 Weeks Later was film. I have a t-shirt for it, actually. Um, probably one of the first horror t-shirts I ever got. Got it at the good old Hot Topic, I think, or Spencer's. Back in the day when they actually used to have good stuff. Yeah, back in the day before they showed, they sold um, vibrators and dildos. Is that what they sell nowadays? Yeah, probably. Spencers, yeah. Spencers. Do you did you ever go to a place called Special Teas? No, we didn't have one of those. We had one of them in the Hanover Mall, and that was the spot. I know you're a little older than me, but I'm at when I was in high pre high school. Um, junior high, I guess the kids would call it nowadays. Um, the cool thing to do was to get hats and shirts and hoodies and put your own patches on it. Do you remember that that trend? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. People still do it now. Like bands, like they'd put band, like yeah. I, 
the coolest thing in the world to have back in junior high, I remember, was having like a nice uh, hat that was originally just a, a straight black hat. And you'd go to, for us, it was special tees, and you'd buy the patches of, I remember I had a Soundgarden one, Nirvana. I remember a Temple of the Dog patch. Um, you can get, like, Public Enemy ones, too, Ice-T, you know, some hip-hop ones. Yeah, we had, we had a store similar to that. I can't remember the name. It wasn't special tees, but it was something similar to that. Yeah. And, like, uh, that was the spot, though, and they... they um, it's funny. I remember first going in there and being like, "Oh, I, ne- I, I, I never wear a band shirt," and then I ended up wearing a lot of band shirts. Going to that whole grunge phase with like Nirvana and whatnot. Nirvana was the, was the real deal. I was a gigantic Nirvana fan. I was very hurt when Kurt Cobain blew his head off. Yeah, that wasn't a good thing for the fans. That wasn't a good thing for anybody. I don't think, especially him. For him, I think he had a tough time with that one, yeah. Um, Courtney Love was the only person that was cool with that. Yeah, I'm sure. She's a freaking nutbag herself. Well, she had plenty of time to think about it before she pulled the trigger on him. Yeah, right? Yes. Uh, have, have you ever seen... <laughs> have you ever seen um, Soaked in Bleach? It's like a... It's a, it's a, like, it's a film. Um, it's like a mixture of like... It's like a fake documentary type deal. Um, the gentleman that's in a lot of Rob Zombie's movies now, he kind of plays like a chubby, he's a chubby white dude, often with a mustache. He almost looks like, um, that Ruggle, that actor, last name, comedy actor, last name Ruggle. He was a cop in the Hangover movies, but like a chubbier version of him. Um, anyways. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in it. Like, that wacky guy. Uh, but that dude's, that, that dude who looks like him's in it. It's a terrible, terrible way to describe something. Is Do you know the one, the guy that looks like that other guy if he was fatter? But um, it's like a weird fake documentary type deal. And uh, But, like, it's good. Supposedly it's based off real stuff. So they have, like... Like it's supposed to be a, do- a documentary, but played out by actors, so it's supposed to be yeah. supposed to be accurate. Um, that was a good watch. I don't know why I broke off into that 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 segue. But um, we're good for doing that, though. Huh? We're good for doing that. Yeah. But whatever, you know, gives people more options of things to watch while you know we're all stuck at home. Oh yeah, we we're talking about Kurt Cobain shooting himself. Yeah. That was a big upset for the '90s. I often say that the death of Kurt Cobain was the, the was the death of grunge, and it, it brought in the whole the hip hop being on top of the food chain as we know today. Yeah, freaking boy bands. And the boy band situation. I had a conversation with somebody about Hanson today, and how they think Hanson are a bunch of super talented guys. Yeah, crazy. They had yeah they got a they have a TV show or something like that on some little small network or something weird like that. They were being pushed to me very heavily today. I don't know why. I was at the thrift store recently and I seen that they had like twenty of their albums. I didn't know they put out that much music. Neither did I. I don't think they even know. <laughs> it's uh. I can only think I can only think of that one song. But. Yep, that's the, the one. That's what I said, but they, they were, they were rapping, somebody was telling me m- multiple songs that I can't remember now. That's kind of scary that somebody actually knows more than one 
Manson song? Uh, my cousin Carl Barons, uh, who's horrified that I just mentioned his name probably, was actually a fan of him, Bob, and he had that album, I remember. Yeah, he's really not going to like you for saying we, that. We gave him hard times a little bit. He had a Third Eye Blind album, too, which they're not as bad, but they're not too far away, I'd say. I had Millie Vanilli back in the day, so... Millie Vanilli, another artist that I think shot himself in the head. Yep. Huh. They lip-sync their, their lyrics, their songs. Yep, and then there was CNC Music Factory when uh, the pretty black lady that, you know, the nice skinny one that was in the video wasn't the one that was actually singing. It was a, a heavyset lady that was the actual singer. I, me and Alexander Hawk got to see the CNC Music Factory last year at the Gathering of the Juggalos. That must have been interesting. They got that one big hit, and it was uh, it was very good to hear that hit, yeah. Yep, and that's the one that they got the slack for, for using someone that wasn't the real singer. Oh, really? Yeah. It's weird. It's like the, the, all those mainstream pop acts, it's like they're all created like in a laboratory you know what i mean you can't give them two they're all like pieced together you know what i mean the whole band and all that yep. and every every song is yeah, pieced together by different people yep. yeah you can't you can't hate on them it's got it's what it is you know it's like uh band, though, you know joey, Fato joey fatone's a good friend of ours now. that's our buddy joey fatone he was t trying to take my lady away from me Well, is that true, babe? And a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> um, the Pandemic film, Did you said you checked that out. I think it's on Netflix. I didn't watch it. I saw it on there. Like, everybody's having a field day with all these pandemic movies right now. So, like, there's not any streaming site where there's not at least five pandemic yeah. Movies that are around some virus or something. The uh, re then we got Resident Evil. That's a big one. A lot of memes with that one going around with Corona and Raccoon City. And yep. The emblem and whatnot. The, I think they re-released Part Two last year. That was a big release for the video gamers. And the third one's coming out. I seen that. Yeah. Year. Mm -hmm. Either this year or next year. And now Nemesis is going to be able to bust into the safe rooms, too. Interesting. Yeah. Did you get into the video games back in the day? Um, I like Resident Evil. I That's actually what made me actually want a PlayStation was the first time I played that. So okay. I ended up playing all of them because I, in turn, got my dad hooked on the game. So he will buy every system. He's got every system. Mm. So that when it gets re-released as a new version, he can play. Really? Yeah, my dad's literally got Resident Evil on every single system that there is. Well, on the new PlayStation, I guess it's to be able to play the old games, so he won't have to go on the hunt anymore. Well, he has, like, all the original ones downloaded to the PlayStation, and then he has all the all the other games, because we always buy them for him when, you know, promote his delinquency. How's my Nintendo console doing over there? It's chilling, collecting dust if it even works still. Make sure that, make sure the corona don't eat that thing up. If not, I have another one in storage. Cool. I got some I told you I got some games for Christmas. 
I, I was gifted some games. I want to try and check them out. Go down memory lane on that. God, my Nintendo, I, I have the freaking power pad for it. Okay. And the gun came with it, and there was something else. I can't remember what it was. I heard Kirk, that's the gun Kirk Cobain used. Yeah, trying to shoot that damn dog on Duck Hunt. <laughs> shoot it out of his ear. You kept yeah. seeing him pop out of his ear. Do you watch all the Resident Evil movies? I've seen all of them, yeah. Um, and I think I, I, almost every last, all of them I've seen in theater. I've got a, I've seen it, I went to go see one in, the 3D one in theaters. Yeah, I think I, that was the last one they released. I own them, I own them, well, they probably did a couple in 3D realistically. The first one in 3D, I remember the intro was like, it was raining, yep. and it was like, a, a, I think it was a girl walking through a crowd of people in like Japan. Yep. And then she like t- turns like right at the end of the credit, she turns and freaks out. She turns into a zombie, I should say, and yeah. freaks out. Um, yep. I have some of the older. I've, I think I watched up to like the third one or fourth one, and I, I I own the the last two or three, but I haven't watched them yet. I've been meaning to check them out on a rainy day. I mean, they're not they're not bad. I mean, they're not the best movies in the world, but they're not. I've seen way worse. So of course. You know, they're fun. I think they're doing a new one, too, aren't they? They said they were done with them, but you know how that works, you know? They'll reboot it with a new girl with, without Mila. Yeah, I mean, I hate when they do that because you have, like, what, seven movies and they're all with her. And then you go and reboot it and you're going to have someone completely different playing her. You know, it's not like you went the first three movies, used this one, and then made three more with another one. You know, you did yeah. like seven movies. Like, stop. If they redid it with, uh, what's her name? Harley Quinn there. It'd Margot be, Robbie. Margot Robbie would be a big time right there. That'd be big. Yeah, I, I, and I don't know, maybe with, probably, I wouldn't doubt it with like the success of like Suicide Squad anyway. I don't mm-hmm. know about that Birds of Prey one, but. That actually looked good. I thought it looked interesting. I didn't see it, but. I'm contemplating seeing if I can find that tonight. And you and McGregor actually looked like you played a cool villain. I like. Did you check out Doctor Sleep? You did, right? I started to. And oh, I then you fell asleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I haven't rewatched that yet either. That's another one that's on my uh, to do list this week at some point. Did you ever check out that Dracula show on Netflix? That was decent. People I were talking it. about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's only three episodes. Each episode's a little over an hour. Mm-hmm. so in detail that by the time it ends you're like what the hell and like you're waiting for more and there isn't anything yet so it's like now you gotta wait and see if there's another season cause you know Netflix doesn't always announce those things on a in a rush so did it end did it like it have an abrupt ending or was it like a to be continued type deal like a to be continued type deal like okay. it really did leave you wanting more like M&M's yeah definitely under the or next, Doritos. Or Doritos, true. Pringles. <laughs> Isn't Pringles that you can't just eat one? Isn't that their yeah. gimmick? Once you pop, you can't stop. Hell yeah, that's what that was Kurt Cobain said that too, I think. <laughs> um, next up on the list is a film called I Am Legend. Um, the Will Smith vehicle. Which yeah, I thought... Was at first with that one. That, and then like, yeah, that was definitely a good look for Will Smith. He's had a few 
he's had a few misses throughout his career, but that one came at uh, just about the time, right time for him. Yeah. I liked it. It was fun. It was an original ending. Uh, I mean, original film, even though it's a reboot, you know, it was, it was refreshing for the time. I remember it was a big deal when it came out. A lot of people were loving it. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about it at first when I first watched it. And then I was like, eh, let me give it another chance. And like, the more I watch it, the more I like it. So now it's like a one that I don't mind watching. Yeah. Have you seen, you've seen World War Z, right? Yeah. I'm still waiting for the sequel for that one to come out. Yeah. That was a good one. I like that one a lot too. I like the, I like the little uh, change with the, the zombies not going after people that were like sick. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Little twist to it. So that's the one thing the Corona people have going for them right now. Yeah. Is the zombies yeah. want to get them? Yeah, maybe. It was very. It was. I remember have, having to wrap my mind around the the reality that Brad Pitt was actually in a zombie movie. Yeah, that I was, was like, hmm. But, but you gotta remember too. He also played a vampire, so it's not too surprising. Yeah, that's true. I never really put that together like that. Yeah, I like Brad Pitt. I'm a big fan. You see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Finally, yes. I liked it. Yeah, it was a good time. I hated the fact that, you know, all the good stuff happened, like you said, 20 minutes before it was over. Yeah, it got very but, Quintin-y. Yeah. It was good, though. Yeah, it really it was. It was long because it dragged out in spots, so it seemed longer. Yeah. Um, we have Cabin Fever, the big Eli Roth breakthrough film for him. Yeah, that was that was kind of gross when I first saw that. Yeah, that was a good flick. I'm a big fan. Cabin Fever was one of those movies that a lot. It was funny. You'll talk to certain people. Certain people hate it, but I loved it right from the get go. Um, I mean, the sequel sucked, but the first one was good. I think there's a couple sequels too, right? I think and I a reboot. Four plus the reboot. The sequel's the high school one, right? There's one where, yeah, one's the prom, and then everybody was infected because of the, the punch. Prom. The punch, right? Or something yeah, weird like that. because of the water. Yeah. And then I think there was another, I want to say there was another one after that. I want to say there's at least three, and then the reboot. I think you're right, yeah. I don't remember what the last one was, though, because it was just so horrible, I didn't want to bother with them. Did you get to meet Riders Strong when they came around to the Boy Boy Meets World? Uh, was that Rhode Island Comic Con or was that Boston? Yeah, it was Rhode Island Comic Con. They were here this past year. This past somehow. year, yeah. Yeah, my lady was a big fan of that. Yeah, that was a cute show. First time I ever seen her excited about a convention. For crying out loud. Well, I mean conventions. It's either you like them or you don't, so... Have we gotten into the discussion? Have we... Talked about the death of Rock and Shock and all the yeah, we have right or we did the last the last show with Chris. It's so trauma. Oh yeah, I almost forgot we did those shows. I know it's been so long. I know every time the in between feels like feels like forever. It's only yeah, been a couple weeks, but I know it feels like it's been like a month or two. Yeah, but you know, speaking of conventions, did you hear about the this online one that they have going on today and tomorrow? No, tell me about it. So, I'm in Facebook jail for 30 days. Oh, so, geez. I've been, you know, me in Facebook jail. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. 
So they gave me 30 days. So I've been, um, you know, trolling Instagram and Twitter, you know, <laughs> posting on there. So I'm scrolling through and like, I don't know if you've noticed, like with Instagram, nothing, there's no random order. Things just pop up, however. Yeah. So I was scrolling through this morning and I saw this thing for a, con- a virtual convention, DEFCON 1. Hmm. There's 14 different celebrities. You can buy tickets to have be a part of virtual panels, buy merchandise and whatnot. And it's being, I guess, Romero Pictures and the Indie Brigade are sponsoring it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just, it, you know, it's got, they said 14 celebrities, seven panels, and two days of live streams. But it doesn't tell you when you go to purchase the tickets how much the tickets cost. It's probably too much. I'd be kind of interested in seeing how this is all going out, but like most of the 14 guests we've already met. Mm -hmm. And then there's a few that I'm not exactly sure who they even are. I'm not even going to lie. So it's like, uh, I don't care. Well, I think... I think the, some of those people that some of the people that you said were running it, I think, are like film companies. Yeah, Romero Pictures. So my guess is it's probably people from their films that uh, are. Basket case, Kevin. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was Kevin in a. Van yeah, he's a good dude. We had him on a B documentary too. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, he's one of the guests that I wasn't. I, I've never met. Uh huh. Um, I'm gonna slaughter these names. Scott Schaffo. Schaffo. Hmm. Doesn't ring a bell off the top of my head. Yeah, does it have their films listed under it, or? It does, but I didn't write them down. Oh no worries. Because they weren't like any. It wasn't anybody big to me, so I was like, whatever. Yeah. Ernie O'Donnell, Alistair Duncan, Santiago Cerrito or mm-hmm. Cerrillo. He was on like Walking Dead, but he was probably either a zombie or somebody that got killed after an episode. He was a production assistant. Yeah, something. Yeah. And then, you know, we have our friends that, you know, we've met or had on the show. Mm-hmm. And we have, actually, Amelia Kincaid is one of them, too. From, oh, that's uh, Night of the Demons. Yeah. To, That'd be know, cool. To in our old sh- other shows. Our last show, yes. Yep. La- two shows ago. Go check it out if you're listening now when you haven't heard it. Go check it on out. Yep, and um, David Howard Thornton. Uh-oh, boy. Fire, yeah, he's, he's one of the guests, so. Yeah, again, someone else we've had on the show. I wouldn't mind getting, like, R.A. Malaya Law for Jan Bershon. I heard R.A. is a really good guy. I heard he's a friend. He, he's, he's like a Kane Hodder situation where he looks like someone that would rip your head off, but he's actually a sweetheart. Yeah, I met him. Last Rocket Shock I went to, which was, uh, I guess, 2018. Yeah. And I think that was the one he was at. And he was. He looks like he's the way he sits there. He sits at the table with his arms crossed, mean mugging people as they like walk on, walking around. Mm. And then when you actually go up to meet him, he turns into like a big teddy bear. Yeah. Yeah, those are scary people. Yeah. I was afraid to meet Kane. Um, I finally met him because of Felissa because she helped break the ice with that one. Yeah. Yeah, Kane, yeah. A lot of people say that about Kane. Well, but, he looks even more intimidating than R.A. 
Uh, yeah, I'd say so because he's um, yeah. Remember, Ra's like wasn't always on. Kane's kind of always on. You know what I mean? Yeah. With his looks and stuff, but that's because. There's always fans. I've never seen Kane have an empty table. I'm not saying RA, I've seen RA have an empty table, but Kane's always got. There's always people. There's really no. There's always a line. Yeah, there's no like downtime to like kind of get out of character in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. RA just looks like a, a biker. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. He's uh. Yeah, it'd be cool to get him on the show. He did what part three, right? For Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Three. Yep. He's also in, I think, Hatchet Two or Three. I think Part Two. There was that. There was that spoof one that they did too. I I, I watched it like last year sometime with Kane and Ra, and they're like pretending they're carnies or something, and they're going to different. No, they're going to a convention mm-hmm. to be guests. And they're all on a, a freaking RV, and they all—they're playing themselves, and they all start getting killed while they're en route to this convention. I remember when I worked with Kane Hodder on *The Haunting of Alice D*. He was telling us about a movie he wanted to do that was like *The Expendables of Horror*, and that's like the plot that I think—I think that I'm pretty sure the plot was that it was a bunch of horror icon people go to a some small town for a convention and they start to get picked off. So I wonder if he oh, actually... Yeah. That I want, is the movie. Yeah, well, I guess he finally got to make it, which was cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, The Expendables of Horror was what they were dubbing Death House when that first came... When that came out. Yeah. Because both Kane and R.A. were in that, too, so... I think every, Yeah, I think everybody... Everybody. Like, 20 people in that, yeah. Yeah. No matter how long they were on screen for, they were in it. Joey Netter was in that with Sarah French. Yeah, Felissa. Felissa. Sean Whalen. Yeah. The great Sean Whalen. Yeah. We got to get him on the show. Lindsay Hartley, Bill Mosley, Tony Todd, we got to get him too. That'd be cool. I was uh, uh, I worked on a film called Beg that was shot in Rockland, Massachusetts that had Tony, Tony Todd was in. Tony Moran was also in it. Uh, He's a nice, and both of them are both like super nice guys. Yeah, yeah. I met Tony Moran on that show, on that film. He was a yeah. nice guy. gave me he, he gave me an autograph on it, which was nice. Yeah, he was sweet. I met him at the first. I think the first Scaragon. You know, he's um, his sister was um, Joni. Joni from Happy Days. Happy Days, Aaron. Yeah, he was not. He was in the morning for a very long period of time after she died. Well, do you remember him in, um, what was his name? Uh, who's Chachi? Um, what? Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo. They had like a weird beef thing for a little bit in the media where they were talking shit. Well, yeah, actually, Scott wasn't talking shit because he was afraid, I think, but Tony was talking some shit to him because he... Thinks it was his fault. Well, he said, he, I think he, he, he jumped a gun and said something about like, well, if you do drugs, you're going to die from drugs. Like, before anybody knew what it was, and I don't remember if it was drugs or not, but, um... Yeah, I think, I think she did OD. Tony did not like that comment, and I don't blame him. I stand next to him with that. I think Dennis Scott Bale was just going for some of that, uh... Because he's a big attention whore. He's a gigantic attention whore. Yeah, 
Um, like, what do you see him in anymore? Like, you don't, you don't even see, he's not even somebody that you really see on the convention circuit. So. No, he got, he's like one of those weird, there's like certain celebrities that like chime in every now and then with like political opinions that everybody like hates him for. You think he's one of them? Yes. Speaking of all these horror, horror icon celebrity people, except for Scott Baio, did you, ha- <laughs> did you happen to watch, um, I know Adam Green and the gang did a... We're doing Holliston season one and two, like live streaming it on, I think it was a YouTube. I think they're probably still doing it right now. I watched, I watched episode two of season one with them, um, on YouTube yesterday. And, uh, I th- so they must still be going or, or I've, never closing. Watched, I've never watched Holliston at all. So Holliston's a good, good show. Like, um, I always give them give him big props for that because uh, it really shows how good of a writer he is and I mean it's very original it's 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 when you when you hear somebody say we're gonna do a sitcom about you know fans of horror movies um, that just kind of sounds like a bad idea you know what I mean like it doesn't yeah. seem like it would be that great but it was really good he did uh, and there's a lot of really cool characters in it and stuff but yeah the writing's good he's actually a good actor it shows him being like a really good actor Adam Green's another dude who's a really good dude I've, I haven't met Joe Lynch yet I'd like to meet him met a lot of the cast of Holliston because they rolled in a couple times for Rock and Shock yeah I think um, yeah cause I think Usually when they did show up, when they did come to Rock and Shock, like they all signed autographs for free and everything too, yeah. because, you know, repping the hometown and whatnot. So you don't see much of that going on at conventions where celebrities actually sign things for free. Well, they know, you know the they know the importance of you know getting the fans to be on board with them. Yeah, I, I think, I, other than other than um, Adam, I think the only other celebrity. At a convention that I've seen do autographs for free is the guy that created Ninja Turtles. Kevin Eastman. Yeah, he's, he's the only other person. Kevin Eastman's a big fan of DJ Stan the Man. Fun yeah. fact. Uh, gave him a DVD, praised up the cover, and when I seen him at the next convention, brought it up, and he actually remembered the movie, which was nice. That's always a good thing. It made my heart, made my heart and my penis grow. I was so happy because, I mean, I don't get no bigger than the Ninja Turtles. I was telling somebody the other day, we're talking about independent film and like there's no money in it, even no matter how many people like to say there's money in it. Um, And it's like, you know, the only good things you really get out of it is like, yeah, like the experiences, like when, you know, somebody says they like your film you know, uh, you get to watch with an audience and they like it and appreciate it and stuff. Or like a situation where like people you grew up either getting to work with people you grew up with or like getting appreciation from those people. That's kind of like the cool, part. the cool parts of it. Yeah. I mean, speaking of indie movies too, um, I know I was uh, kind of trolling Facebook because I can like scroll through it. I saw that you have a link right now on YouTube for people to check out Insomniac. Yeah, we put the Insomniac short film up for free during this time of woe with the corona COVID running around rampant. I know we know a lot of folks are stuck in their hizzle, so we figured we'd throw that up there for free so people can get that and watch. I know a lot of people have been wanting to check it out who didn't 
uh, didn't find value in buying a DVD, we'll say. <laughs> but, um, so they'll probably buy it after they watch well, it. Well, that'd be nice. I don't really, I don't put faith in that, but I, um, wishful thinking. Well, thinkin'. not saying, you know, when you give somebody something for free, it's very unlikely they're going to turn around and pay for it. And uh, I'm the same way. I'm not. I'm not faulting them for that. I mean, I probably that's how I am too. But uh, yeah, we put that out there. And yeah, anybody listening, you know, check out the Boombastic Media YouTube page because we got that up right now, and we'll probably have a have a few few uh, other things up there for free popping up that are kind of a little rarer to come across than you know the Insomniac DVD. Probably but, put them on the Facebook page too. So well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're on. They're there. Yeah. I mean, if you follow us on the Facebook, uh, even on the shock shock treatment and met with Mel and Maddie page, I threw one up on there because I'm a big I'm a big uh, uh, big uh, stickler for trying to get my stuff seen. But yeah, like on that, you know, when we on all the Boombastic Films pages and stuff, you can see uh, you pop on there and you'll be able to see. Insomniac, and you click on the link, watch it, and click on the little button that is the home of where that video came from, and you'll see more videos. You'll also see the Boombasticast with uh, myself and Alexander Hawk, multiple episodes of that, which is like a podcast, but more of a vidcast. Alex Hawk always gets very sad because the mostly ghostly show and the Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie show have a home at the Dorketing Network and can be listened to on the Spotify. In the, I'm surprised we haven't put um, Boombasticast on Dorketing yet. Well, the thing with that is because it's it's a video one, so there's certain prob there's a lot of, there's physical humor in certain parts of it, so like it might not play out as well on on the uh, network. On the network. Yeah. But don't you worry, because I have another show coming up on, on the network. <laughs> You're gonna be covering all kinds of bases with stuff. I'm covering the world with my love, <laughs> taking over. But yeah, Holliston, you should check out Holliston. I think you would dig it a lot. You can get it like dirt cheap too. I think you can probably watch it for free. I guess right now, I don't know if they're doing just single episodes and then you can't get it anymore. Or if they're leaving them up for the time being, I know a lot of people are doing a lot of that. Uh, you know, the free, the free deal. Yeah, the free deal, and um, like a lot of the new movies that aren't being released to theaters right now because of everything going on are popping up on on demand and whatnot. Yeah, what do you think of that? I, I was curious of your opinion on that. Well, I mean, we got um, that new one, The Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. And they charge 20 bucks for 48 hours for it. Yeah. Which isn't bad because it's still cheaper than going to the theater. Correct. If you know, you can still get up and pause it if you want to get yourself a snack, go to the bathroom and not miss anything. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not too bad, but I mean, when it's a movie that, you know, is normally streamed onto it, they they, they still, they charge you like six ninety nine. Mm-hmm. but I mean, they still got to make their money, but at least, yeah. you know, putting it they're willing to put it out there and streaming it early just so that you know people can have something to watch like people were going out and running out to the store to buy frozen 2 for their kids because the kids are going to be home and then disney plus 
decided to start showing it early on there hmm. so that kids could see it. Well, that, that's actually, I'm surprised to hear Disney doing something respectable like that. That's usually not their style. I have more respect for that, I think, than almost the, the, the other one, because the other, I think those bigger movies are just getting, they're being put up because it's either, don't, they're not going to be in theaters, you know what I mean? So it's like, either make some money off of putting it on, on, on demand streaming, or, you know, because everything's kind of scheduled though like move movies are scheduled for the next couple of years so like if you if you if, if you can't really just push it back and in a month put it out there because you're gonna have to bump another film you know what i mean yeah which is kind of what killed um death house getting released in theaters because they kept pushing the date back for the release because they didn't want it going when it came out i think it was black panther and then some disney movie came out the next time they were going to release it so by the time they, the limited release in the theaters happened. The video was out. It was on. It was streaming. Netflix had it, so it was like, why bother now? You know, you can see it everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens if the streaming thing was successful for him. Um, you know, people have been talking for years about the death of cinema, the cinema, going to the cinema, and um, that was not a good look. Uh, in, in, in the eyes of keeping cinema alive which I love going to the movie theater you know it's a great experience you get the big screen and the booming soundtrack and all that yeah. but um, yeah it's interesting because it's cheaper I mean these the bigger studios they pay they just like an independent filmmaker they pay to put their films in those theaters it's not like the theater says okay um, hey, go play in my theater they gotta pay to 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 play, you know. Like, even however long they're gonna have it, thing. even at that level, yeah. So like, it's um, it's it's cheaper for them just to dub it, like drop it into a, a an on demand type situation. Um, so yeah, it'll be. I'm interested to see where it goes because if if it if it shows that they can make just as just well, realistically, it'd be more. But if they could get just as many people to go see it. On, on TV as they would in the theater then I think that it, it could be an even darker day for uh, the old movie theater chains which are already I struggling so, I mean yeah I mean, but everything gets it's so expensive to go to a movie mm -hmm. nowadays I mean if you take a family of four to the movies you're paying out just as much money in snack, for snacks and whatnot as you are for the movie if not more yeah like a night out for a family of four is gonna run you like a hundred dollars or more like Mm -hmm. When you can stay at home and do the same thing for what the cost of a DVD if you buy if you buy the movie mm -hmm. or you know six ninety nine to stream it if you get it on demand. Yeah, I mean it's you're gonna see a lot more bootlegs pop up too because if you can just set up a video camera on your TV, you know what I mean, instead yeah. of having to sneak into a theater or try and digitally you know hack somebody's account to get get the transfer of a, a film that they're transferring between, you know, the high ups um, from the Back editing the room. Type when, you know. to, when you remember when you used to sit and uh, record movies onto VHS tapes? Yeah, it'll be pretty much like that, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm showing how old I really am. Well, you could have said reel to reel. Yeah, that's it. 16 millimeter, 8 millimeter. 
You know what I mean? Like the Nicolas Cage film. Good old Nicky Cage has some cool films coming up. Yeah, I actually really liked Color Out of Space. Color Out of Space was a good time. Very good time. I I would not want to be tripping and watch that movie. No, 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 no. That would be one scary-ass trip. I believe that to be true. I believe that to be true. And I've never done it, but, like, the way the color, like, at the end with the color, the way the colors start, it's like... Yeah, somebody would be having a real bad trip. Or like being sick. Being yeah. In like the sick mode where your vision's all like weird. You know what I mean? And you get those migraines easily and the, the colors make you want to vomit. Yeah, make you want to throw up all over yourself. I can see but that. I bought it. I bought it too. Um, I believe I red boxed it just to get it real quick. Watched it, loved it. Ordered it on that Amazon Prime, baby. I streamed it, and then I was in Walmart, like, last week or the week before, when this whole COVID shit started, and I saw it at Walmart, and I got it on, I got it on Blu-ray at Walmart for, like, 12 bucks, so. Oh, really? That's not bad at all. Yeah, that was a score. Oh, I recently watched The House That Jack Built, too. I should probably bring that up. The new Lars Von Trier, Matt Dillon vehicle. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Um, I've heard. Reviews. I liked it. I thought it was good. Uh, Lars von Trier is really kind of hit or miss with me with his films. He's like he's a Finnish, I think, or Danish. Uh, not the pastry, but uh, the, the the place. Um, he's a filmmaker from there, and um, he 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 does this real nihilistic, dark, you know, dreary films. That's what he's kind of known for. Um, <clears throat> this one was no different, um, but it had like more substance to it. Like going into it, it's the story of a serial killer. Okay, that's been done a billion times. You know what I mean? But he added some kind of new, fresh elements to it that I thought were cool. Matt Dillon, you know, I wouldn't put him in my my top ten list of favorite actors or anything like that. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. But he he you know he did good with the film. Um, it's weird. It's a dark, weird movie. But yeah, like the subtext to it and the little elements that, that the elements that he added that made it different than other serial killer movies, uh, is definitely like worth, worth watching. I'd try and see the uncut version if you could. I watched the rated R version on, on demand. I think it was like uh showtime. I think showtime's free right now for people that are, um, you know, struggling. Yeah, so uh, I caught it there on On Demand. Um, but uh, yeah, the, in the rated R version, like, it, there was, it was missing some gore scenes and stuff. But for the most part, I thought it was a really good flick. I enjoyed it. I'll, I'll pick that up eventually on uh, the big Blu-ray console. Yeah, I think that's something I'm going to have to check out. Because I've been hearing... I've been hearing a lot about that movie for a while now. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen it so may as well I got nothing better else you know to do right now other than working so I want to check out that VFW movie too by Joe Beggos who I believe is from Rhode Island was a Rhode Island native I think maybe I know he's local some way did that almost human huh there seems to be a lot more or I've noticed a lot more 
people that are locals now than I used to prior to, you know, us starting Well, he know. he's one of those locals I think I've talked about before, like, when, pe- when local people get famous, we don't, you, they, you never see them in the community, you, yeah. ne- you never hear about them, they're just all of a sudden a big deal, you know what I mean? Um, same thing with that Robert Eggers dude that did like The Witch. Yeah. Um, they're people I think that they they they're born here. They lead, they go to California or whatever for film school. They come back with budgets. They make movies here, and um, they kind yeah. And then they kind of kickstart their careers. I mean, I don't blame them. I mean. You know, the community's weird, you know what I mean? One day they like you, the other day they don't like you. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of good people in the community, but there's a lot of, you know, people you'd rather not deal with as well. Yeah, um, that's what anything, though. Yeah, it's the yin and the yangs. But, like, I don't... I used to be a dude that would, would be like, oh, I can't believe people would, like, you know, blow up and not want to come back and help <laughs> help out, like smaller filmmakers and stuff like that and then the the way that you just see people like will talk shit about people that like make good and kind of break out and stuff it's like well i can kind of see their point not wanting to come back because like why bother sometimes you know what i mean not to sound too dark um but yeah so like that that's i don't blame them for like not I mean, if you got ties to certain people or whatever, then yeah, come back and help them out. But in situations like them, I don't think they really ever were a part of the community. You know what I mean? I don't think they were ever, you know, I don't want to say paid dues because I'm sure they paid their dues in their own way. But like they never really did that underground local hustle that you see a lot of folks do. You know what I mean? But yet you see like bigger names that come from the area doing more to help out the towns they came from. Yeah, well, like, actors do it more. Yeah. Um, Like, uh... James Wood and... Well, James... I love James Wood. A lot of people hate on James Woods right now because of his his view on politics. Yeah. But, like, I, I love James Wood. I always have, ever since, like, way back in the day, you know what I mean? I know... I haven't seen him in anything recently... I really don't even know what his politics are. I just know people don't like the fact that he yeah, voices them. Yeah, the fact that he's about it. But, like, <clears throat> that's the whole point. Everybody voices their opinion about everything. Right. But because, you know, he's a public figure, he shouldn't have an opinion. You know, he should just keep quiet and conform to the rest of the sheep and, you know, have the same opinions and not voice his own. Well, everybody loves opinions until they have to listen to somebody else's. You know. Yeah, what I mean? well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one type of deal. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it's true. But um, yeah, Jay. I don't know if he was star. He lives in like Rhode Island now, but I don't know if he's local. I don't know if he started local. If he did, that's beautiful. But um, yeah, James Woods. You know, cop. You know, Videodrome. Um, even John Carpenter's Vampires. See, I'd love to sit down. He's local. I'd love to sit down with him and just like have dinner or whatever, and like, yeah, hear about what it was like to to work with Carpenter and Cronenberg. You know what I mean, and stuff like that. And you know, he was a part of. Man, he's been going since the seventies. I want to say maybe even late sixties, um, but definitely like sometime. You know. Probably like mid seventies. Like with all the, the local conventions we've 
you would think that, you know, he'd frequent or show up at one of them at some point. Well, I think that his, I think that he knows that so many people don't like his politics that it's better for him not to, you know what I mean, do the conventions because... Yeah, but it's not like he'd be the only, it's not like he's the first person or the last person either that has their opinion or that people have an issue with that goes to a convention because there's always somebody that somebody has something to say about... Well, Jason Momoa had beef with your boy. Yeah, I know. He's an asshole. <laughs> but um, no, I with that one, I do, I do kind of see his point on not coming around because nothing makes people more crazy than politics. I've realized that over the last couple of years, like power, politics are such a powerful thing in a negative way. Um, because at the end of the day, no, like not like the people putting their faith in people that don't deserve your faith, you know what I mean? And, like, don't care about you putting your faith into them. And, like, they'll, they're, you know, family doesn't talk over politics. It breaks up all types of relationships. And, like, realistically, at the end of the day, it's like it's no side. Every side is greedy and cares about themselves more than society, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the, the little guy. I, I always, I've always said it that, you know, they... They all tell you what you want to hear until they get elected into office. And then as soon as they get elected into office, it's, well, we're going to do this my way. So screw you. Thank you for voting me in. Now we're going to run, you know, everything this way. Yeah, and I wouldn't put it past some crazy lunatic political people to, like, show up at his booth and, like, want to punch him in the face or, like, throw shit on him you know what I mean like yeah. stupid stuff so like I don't, if so to a degree I don't blame the dude for and, and realistically I think Jane, he's a little he's a little too big um, well not like too big of a guest but like he's still working so like he doesn't really need to do cons and like and then it goes back to that whole thing where like yeah you know there's people that love him you know like I'd love you to get an autograph and say hey but there's a the people hates more stronger than love. You know what I mean? Like, like you can be a big fan and walk up and shake his hand and say, you know, it's great honor to meet you and all that. I like this movie, that movie, you know, get any stories about working with them. Um, and then you leave and that, that's like the positive one, but then, you know, that's a good positive. But then when you think when you could run into some bad negative, you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, somebody could come up, this day and age, somebody come up, could come up and, like, attack you, stab you, you know what I mean? Like, people are nuts, you know what I mean? Yeah, no kidding. And then, like, with, every, like how, with all this coronavirus stuff going on right now, how, you know, people, everybody thinks it's a joke, you know, running up to people, coughing on them. Um, yeah, no doubt. A, a local pharmacy was just closed because somebody was in there coughing through the aisle saying they had corona, so they had to close the store down because they have to take, they have to take that seriously. Yeah, they're they're uh, like the new, like the new insanity is politics. Yeah, people like people get so insane about politics; it's ridiculous. Like insane, like, and I wouldn't put it. And and they they when they think they're right, there's no changing their mind. And 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 they when they think they're martyrs, you know what I mean? Like they would. Certain people would kill people to be on the news to say, "Well, I don't believe in what they how they think, so I killed them." And like they'll they'll wear a big bloodstained smile and 
disappear into, you know, the ether and like think that and never for one second feel bad or think that they were wrong to do it. You know what I mean? So yeah. like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I don't blame him for not doing cons. You know what I mean? But he, he's a Rhode Island guy, isn't he? Or now at least. Yeah. Now, now at least, um, I want to say he lives in Wakefield, like most of them. Yeah. Because they, they say they see him frequenting the Walmart and that, that's near there frequently. Really? Yeah, he's a he's a Walmart guy. I'd almost like to go and wait for him because James Woods, if you're listening, because I know everybody listens to our podcast, drop us a line. We'll have you on the show and show nothing but respect, and we'll talk about the good old days. Yeah, right. When things are still normal and we can leave our houses. It's true. Um. You've seen The Crazies, right? The George A. Romero <laughs> flick? Yes. Good I flick. saw the remake, not the original. Um, the remake's really good, too. I remember like watching that and actually being surprised at how good the remake was. In a time when you usually see a lot of garbage remakes. Yeah. And that was what, like... Well, I mean, then I wasn't so... I didn't care so much about a movie being a remake or a reboot, whereas now they're starting to, you know, ruin my childhood with well, horror movies with the, the bad remakes. So. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it, you could get away with it for a little bit. Like, you, you know, like John Carpenter's The Thing's a remake, you know what I mean? There's yeah. certain ones that are really good, but I think that the whole, the the bad vibe and burden that reboots and remakes have gotten is from the last couple of years where, like, Every day, like a lot of things coming out, or they're remaking things just because it's like they don't have ideas. They're remaking things too soon. Like there was no need to really. Like they, re I was reading an article recently where um, the David Harbor uh, was complaining about the reason why the new Hellboy movie was a failure was because of the the fans of Guillermo del Toro uh, didn't want to see another Hellboy movie. Which yeah. Uh, that's probably very true, but it's like it, it's so it, it, it hasn't been that long since they did. I, mean, I liked Hellboy with Ron Perlman. Of course, that character. Of course, great. Yeah. I watched the new one, and I'm like, this is pure garbage. Like, yeah. I was like, this is horrible. It's beyond horrible. Like. I, I think that guy only got cast because of Stranger Things, because, you know, he's riding the coattails of his popularity from that. Mm -hmm. Truth. So, like, whatever. Say what you want, but the movie sucked. Movie sucked. Yeah, I remember uh, I watched it with my buddy, and, like, th there was some part, there was some, like, good gore parts towards the end, but for the most part. The best uh, part was the end. Yeah. I was biased too because Hellboy looked like uh, he looked like uh, like I know I knew a dude that looked just like Hellboy except he didn't have red skin that I that I no longer deal with. That was a bad memory for me. So so I was a little biased towards the Hellboy movie to begin with. And on the flip side, I am one of those Guillermo del Toro fans that thought it was really way too soon to. Um, to make uh, another Hellboy movie, especially when the Guillermo and Ron Perlman were supposed to do a part three for a couple of years, 
And then I think yeah. they were just kind of booted. Same, I kind of got that feel like when Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire, they both kind of got fired on the same day, if I remember correctly, from, you know, advancing with more Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man movies, yeah. I'm, I'm like, so sick of that, too, because, like, how many, ta- how many different people do you need to have play Spider-Man? Yeah, the last couple ones that everybody praises up, I don't think were that good. You know yeah, what I mean? Tom Holland and um, who was it before him? Um, Andrew Garfield, I think. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I he, I was definitely not fond of him. Andrew Garfield's definitely an acquired taste for sure. Yeah. They could have even took out Tobey Maguire, but Sam Raimi was the beauty behind the Spider-Man. Because I'm not really a superhero fan, and whenever I bring up Sam Raimi and Spider-Man, I always have to say that like. When you watch, like, if you watch superhero movies before Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, you can tell that they were they were more just standardly shot, like Superman. Like, you watch Christopher Reeve's Superman movie, there's no style to it, really. It's just kind of standardly shot. But then you get, I know there was a big gap between that and Spider-Man, but even you know Punisher, um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, you, get, you know, all, pretty much all the movies in between then were in, in between those two films were like a standard. And then when Sam Raimi did Spider-Man, he brought his whole style with his crazy camera work and everything to it, and it really, I really think it reinvented the superhero movie because after that, everybody was doing those swinging around, following, you know. Camera going, in, yeah, camera going in all the crazy different directions and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. as Spider-Man, you know, swinging from building to building. Yeah, like that was that was all, that was the Sam Raimi thing, you know. Sam Raimi gets a really bad rap, you know. He might have had some bad decisions or choices or uh, bad, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Bad, like, uh Choices, yeah, but like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna Everybody find that word. Moments, yeah, he he might things might not have you know turned out the way he wanted them to, um, but like, I still I'm, I'm still a big fan, you know. Um, him and Peter Jackson, I think though they're they're the most creative filmmakers. You know, camera-wise and, you know, setting up their shots and stuff. Uh, the Coen brothers even fall into that, too. But the Coen brothers kind of came from the school of Raimi because a lot of people don't know. So, you know, a good chunk of horror fans know and stuff that, like, the Coen brother, the Coen brothers got their start kind of with Raimi. Um, one of them was, like, an assistant editor on Evil Dead, too. And, um, you know... They wrote, I think that the Hudsucker Proxy they wrote together. I think they might even have wrote another film together. But, um, and the Coen brothers are great, you know, well respected. They deserve all that respect. But, like, they're, they kind of came from that school of Raimi, too. Um, and I think Peter Jackson also did. If you watch a movie like Bad Taste, which was his first film, you yeah. you can definitely see the Raimi influence in it, you know what I mean? So I hope the Sam Raimi does not get the coronavirus because he's over 60 years old, I think. Yeah, no kidding. You know, it seems like all the legends are dying. Yeah, Stuart Gordon just passed away. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. We should bring that up. Yeah. Sad. 
Yeah. Yeah, at the rate we're going, we're not going to have any good directors left anymore because they're all going to pass away on us, and there, there goes their movie industry for anything worthwhile. Well, the unfortunate part is Hollywood prefers that. Like, they want it. They want who's hot now and who they can kind of mold. mold into what they want people to think that they're these older generation icons, but like they're not. You know, they're dying. They, that's why they don't give all these older people budgets anymore, which they should, but that's why they don't give them, you know, fund their films anymore. You, know, you won't be seeing any Harvey Weinstein movies for a while because, you know, he's fighting coronavirus in prison. If he really is. Suppose, yeah. R. Kelly's supposedly so, fighting off the coronavirus, too, but I think he's just lying. Trying to get into, you know, his own special cell so that, you know... R. Kelly's a special type, man. Like, he's, he's like, I'd even say he's weirder than Weinstein, where, like, he's just this. He's a dude that's been spoiled his entire life and, like, doesn't understand what he did, like, as, like, being wrong. Like, like he, 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 he's a weird dude. Yeah. Uh, Weinstein's a scumbag, but. He knows R he's a scumbag. He knows he's a scumbag, exactly. And R. Kelly's, like. Super delusional, yeah. He's like yeah. super delusional, but he can almost get off on like insanity charges. That's how delusional delusional R. Kelly is. Don't give him any ideas. They probably would do it if Jesse Smollett can get off. Oh, uh, don't get me. Charges. Don't get me started on Jesse Smollett. <laughs> My goodness, there's certain people in the media that just like destroy society and make a mockery of like everything. Hip the hypocrisy, yep. like hypocrisy in your face is so much. It's like nause nauseating. It's crazy. It's yeah, sickening. Because you know, it's amazing what money can do for you. It's true. That is true. Um, but he can get the coronavirus. Jesse can get the coronavirus. <laughs> um, well, R. Kelly likes young-looking girls. Maybe if we threw a wig on him, he'd look like one of his sisters, and you know. Maybe, not just young looking. Yeah, maybe he likes them young. Straight up young. The families sell them. The families are to blame too in that situation. Hell yeah, because there's no way you, you you're not telling me that you don't you know your minor daughter is dating a man that's old enough to be her father, and you you don't see a problem with this. Yeah. Well, they're getting they're getting uh, rented cars. They're driving around in nice rented cars. That's what R. Kelly. I think the whole thing with R. Kelly is he was paying off these families, and then to he went. Yeah, and then he went broke, and as soon as he went broke, they were like, "Oh, no more money. Time to go to court." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I almost feel bad for him in that sense, but then I can't because he was doing scumbaggy things. Yeah. Um, speaking of scumbaggy things. Um, there's a. Have you seen Dreamcatcher? Yes. No. I, actually, I love that. Yeah, I do too. I love it. Uh, scumbaggy things is a joke, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Good old done it. Yeah, uh, a Stephen King film that around the time that movie came out, I remember. Uh, I I want to say that there wasn't too many good Stephen King movies rolling out around that time. So when I seen that, I was really like, huh, very good, original, interesting scary by scary I mean scenarios that you wouldn't want to be a part of being played out um yeah. you Which know some stuff has happened like that now twists exactly yeah 
If only it was as exciting as Aliens, though, you know what I mean? Yeah, getting chestbusters and stuff. Instead of really just being a, a rich old guy thinking population controls better, can make the world better for him. <clears throat> Pure craziness. Pure craziness. Um, was there any other films that, you know... Oh, yeah, Cloverfield Lane. That's kind of an alien-like as well. Um, yeah, Dreamcatcher was yeah. more alien, but... But, I mean, I, it's in the same way, if you wanted to go take it deeper, it could have been, like, a nice way of talking about a, a virus. That <laughs> <laughs> would make it a little scarier. I don't know. Yeah, Cloverfield Lane? Well, I am in my bunker, so... That's true. I will say, I was a bit... I blind, I kind of blindly watched Cloverfield Lane. I heard a little bit of buzz about it when I first watched it, and uh, at first I, I had no interest in it, because I didn't like Cloverfield. Um, yeah, Cloverfield sucked, which was when I... Why, when that came out, I was like, yeah, I don't really want to waste my time watching this. Yeah. But when but I... It wasn't too bad. But when I watched Cloverfield Lane, I really like it was re a really great character study. John Goodman was probably one of the best performances he's done, um, and it was great writing. Like there was superb writing because you go back and forth so much where you're like, oh, is he a good guy? I mean, you know, or is he a bad guy? No, he's got to be a good guy. No, wait a second, he's got to be a bad guy. Well, could it be good? And then, like, then you find out how it unfolds. And it goes it goes back to Cloverfield at the end, I believe, with the with the creatures. But uh, I remember really being really being kind of blown away at how good that movie was for a sequel, even though what you know loosely a sequel. It was definitely way better than Cloverfield. That's Ab for sure. Absolutely, yeah. And um, it was like uh, the <laughs> quarantine with the uh, the sister there from Dexter. Okay. Yeah, I never seen the quarantine. There's a couple of them, wasn't there? And they do yeah, too. It, I mean, it was a there was a monster in the building. It wasn't really a virus either. But, Interesting. You know, being stuck at home and you know people being picked off one by one. Yeah, makes sense. Did yeah. you ever see um? Did you ever see Devil? Not that it has anything to do with what we're talking about. Yeah, the elephant one. The elevator. Dude, that movie. I love that movie. That was one of that's almost like a guilty pleasure for me because yeah. the movie's like kind of bad, but like I just remember like the last ten minutes of the movie or whatever when like that, that oh shit moment yeah when that when the old lady like turns into the devil and you're like holy fuck yeah I wasn't expecting that one that that I remember being I like having to turn the lights on I think for that that like it was that was like yeah that was too much. Um, but yeah, I, uh, whenever the devil comes up, I uh, I gotta bring that up because it's one of those weird movies that looks su super independent because it pretty much all happens in an elevator, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the entire movie. If it's not showing the people in the elevator, it's pretty much the two the two security guards in the security office talking to them over the intercom in the elevator. The yeah. Speaker. Yeah, I gotta give that a rewatch because I remember I remember that and that ending was like wow. I remember it was like a slow build getting to it, but like once that you got to the bread and butter of that film, it was like whoa. Yep, it was really it was not what pe most people were expecting to see. Yes, ma'am. So, 
Is there anything else you want to uh, talk about in this episode? I think um, we were mentioning too, you know, other than just the, um, the the virus movies, we had started talking about like some of the natural disaster movies. Too. Oh yeah, we were. Yeah, that could be another episode. Well, there's only a couple of them. We could probably dip in if you want. Well, oh, I was actually thinking about it after that because you and I, we, we, we said, because at the time I was watching The Day After Tomorrow, mm-hmm. you mentioned 2012. Yes. And then I started thinking about, like, San Andreas with the earthquakes. I love, yeah, I was telling you, I was, I'm a sucker for those natural disaster movies. Um even like no matter how bad and horrible they look if they're a natural disaster I'll get a I'll, there was like uh, Into the Storm like I remember going to see that yeah um, the tornado chasers the tornado chasers yeah um, even Twister I mean but that's like a way better the way better film than Into the Storm um, the, the one moment and like with Twister like that the one moment that always always sticks out in my mind is that scene where they're at the drive-in and the, the, the alarms yeah and the alarms go off and they you know went for shelter inside the garage and they were all in like that oil mm-hmm. the well for the oil changes and the hubcap comes in and goes right across the guy's forehead and cuts yeah. him open I remember that was one of the uh, one of the I think one of the first Blu-rays that I, I got my hands on because I just wanted to see that in blue in high definition. I was like, but yeah, I love that movie. That movie came out. I actually saw that at the drive-in. So when I got to that scene, I was like sitting outside my car. Yeah, and I'm like watching around, like looking, thinking like a twister is going to come through. While I'm sitting there, and I'm like, where the hell would I have to go and hide right now if you know this were to happen? I know there's nowhere to. Well, the thing about twisters is once you get once you get sucked up into them, it's a wrap, and it's like, because it's all everything flying around you that goes through yep. you, it goes through you, and then it kind of just throws you wherever you, it wants when it's done with you. Yep. Yeah, that's my. So if, you even, if a person even were to survive it, there ain't gonna be much left of them. What out of all the natural disasters, which one's the scariest to you? The scariest to me, probably, would I'd be the day after tomorrow. Which part of it, though? Like, freezing to death. Really? I see. I'll, tidal waves horrify me. Or, yeah, tsunamis. Tsuna- there's nothing scarier to me. There's nothing scarier in this world. Drowning. Not even drowning. Just uh, ju- just watching that massive wave of water coming towards you slowly. <laughs> standing there in fear. And knowing there, there ain't nothing you can do about it. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, the drowning thing. Even though, like... That's kind of like Twister, like too, where as soon as you get hit, you're dead, supposedly. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, but it's like, like I I'll I'll have nightmares every now and then about tidal waves coming in, and I always wake up after it hits. But it's like they're scary, man. They're they're to so to me personally, the worst natural disaster, the most scariest natural disaster I can think of is a tidal wave. And, yeah, uh, it's like um was it when uh, Godzilla came out in 2014 mm-hmm. the new one and you know when Godzilla's coming in and they're at they're showing the beach there's a little girl standing by on the beach by the water and you just see all the water just start to recede back, back yeah. and, you know you slowly see the wave building and everybody like rushing yeah. through the city trying to beat it <laughs> 
They can try all they want. Remember, Deep Impact had a really good tidal wave scene. Yeah. Um, Day After Tomorrow had kind of a rinky-dink tidal wave scene. I was very disappointed with that tidal wave. It was more... It was probably more realistic, I guess, to what would happen. But it was just like... It wasn't... Like, the the movies where you see, uh, like, the massive... Nothing, no way, anything surviving waves. Yeah. So those are the ones that get to me. Um, I said Armageddon too. Armageddon's like, good, yeah. You know, with uh, like picturing something hitting the Earth and you know having like an asteroid or a piece of an a- asteroid like drop on you and like disintegrate you. I'd rather disintegrate. I'd rather like. I mean, either way, it's a shitty way to go. I later, uh, uh, you know. Later in my life, I've because I'd always talk to friends and say, you know, if you had to die, if you had to pick your death, what would be the best way to go? And I'd always say, you know, nice, in my sleep or a nice shot behind the head, you know, where you don't see it coming. But I've later realized that, um, if you know, the quick death like that is that's where ghosts come from because they don't know that they're dead. But to go uh, further back into it. Um, my whole nowadays, I don't. The, the, I'm, the worst part for dying for me, I think, is what happens to your body after you die. All that rotting and shit. Yeah. And the blo- the fucking bloating, bloating up like, like I don't mind the dry aspect when you're just like skin and bones dry, but like the part when you you bloat up and get all fucking fat and, and, and waterlogged and shit, that's a bad look. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not I'm not looking forward to that. So like my my new my newest thing is like an explosion like my new death my new death of choice would be an explosion where there's like absolutely nothing left of you to, to, to decay you just turn into fucking like uh, eye drop drops fucking that's the end of that yeah but um interesting so would you say was your yeah the natural disaster that scares you the most what was it The tornadoes? I'd welcome a tornado over a tidal wave, I'd say. I mean, well, yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> with the, tit- the, tit- the tornado, not that I'm comparing evils here, but the, they, both the, suck. they both suck. But at least a tornado, like, you can escape from it. It only touches down in certain pl- places. But, like, yeah, that's that, true. that tidal wave, dude, is is taking out everything. Adios. And, and uh,. Even though we were born into water, even though we, we lived in the womb for, for nine way. for nine months, we're we're not gonna have much luck trying to breathe underwater when we're in the, when we're a hundred feet underwater with you know uh, everything you could think of going by you at incredible speeds, which is kind of like this the, the 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 tornado. But I don't know the tornado. I think would almost almost uh complete my complete my explosion thing and it would tear me into pieces problem solved yeah because like right now now that you're you know keep talking about all this i'm thinking about that scene in the day after tomorrow where it first starts raining and they're all going into the library and those mm-hmm. three guys from wall street get onto the bus and tell the guy to get the bus moving and then you see the faces as the you know the tsunamis, the big tidal wave is coming through the city. Yeah. And, like, you see the bus get 
thrown old flipped over and you know all the cars and whatnot getting you know flying up out of the water like they were blown up yeah yeah so yeah I guess maybe I would go with a title <laughs> being not the way I want to go I mean it's like a con like a comment you can, you can say comment too almost because that's just but it all depends on what hits you first, you know what I mean? At that point, I think it, the, it, if there was like a comet hit or something like that, I think it would be so, it'd be so quick. And um, like the the, the 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 scary part about the tidal wave is that slow build, the fact that like you see it coming, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, you know, you're gonna be like fro- either frozen in shock or you know trying. You could try, yeah. You could try, yeah. I just you try and climb the highest building, whatever building looks like it's high enough for it not to uh, suck you into the madness. Yeah, you know, know, like if you're in like New York, you know, like the Statue of Liberty being in like the torch. Statue of Liberty always goes down in those movies. I know all the important landmines, landmines, landmarks of these Mm -hmm. get destroyed in the movies. It's true. It's crazy. But, yeah. We're uh, we're rounding off a nice hour and a half right now. That flies when you're having fun. Believe it. So, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll end it here. And uh, we plan on doing a couple more episodes throughout the big coronavirus COVID-19 scare. Um, hell yeah. So, everybody out there, you know, be safe. Think smart. Yeah, um, message us, you know. Let us know what you're doing to keep yourselves occupied and what movies you're watching. And Always glad to hear from you. If you got any subjects you want us to talk about, then uh, we're always looking for subjects, you know. So, we'll get it popping. Or if you have something you really want to promote and be on the show. That's true. We can get we can get guests. We can probably do a couple guests during our during our, we're not really having a hiatus because we're here, but during the big corona, we usually we gather for the show. Usually we get together in person for the show, but due to the the situation at hand, we're uh, we're doing this one digital. So, and yeah, two, me from two my di- bunker and you from the uh, That's right. Establishment. I'm in my um, I'm in the Amazon jungle. Yep. Yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere, making sure that you're six feet away from everybody. My tidal, my tidal wave proof bunker. Yeah. Of protection. But, so yes, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you all on the next episode of the Shock Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, do your exercise, and get so plenty of sun. Social distancing is no joke. Seriously, if you you don't have to go out, keep your asses home. I had to go to the grocery store today. I put a mask on my face. And people looked at me like I was the devil incarnated. Hey, I don't care. If if that's what I need to do to go to the market and have a little extra protection, so be it. Stare away. I had no idea people would be upset with me for (laughs) trying to not catch the sickness. 
Well, because then if they're walking around the store without the mask and they see you with the mask, it's like, okay, is he protecting himself because he doesn't want to catch it or does he have it on because he has it? Either way, they should be happy I'm wearing it. No kidding. It's the it's Salem, Salem Witch Trials all over again right now. People are God crazy. Forbid, yeah, God forbid you have asthma or allergies right now, you know? I know. People are crazy. So be careful of crazy people out there, too. Not just James Woods, don't you, you know, not the crazy people after him, but everybody else, there's crazy people out there. You gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. Yep, we love you guys, so stay oh, safe. We love you. All right, we're getting crazy now, so we're gonna wrap up the show. <laughs> Again. <laughs> All right, everybody, be safe out there. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Have a good one. Thank <laughs> you.